Hello and welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about The Woman King. Joining me today, uh, I'm happy to have him back, recurring guest Mo Adewunmi. Mo, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. And also joining us, a friend of Mo's who comes highly recommended, it is Laura Abiona. Laura, thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, so I, I I I really responded to the Woman King and wanted to talk about it, but it's been I've been very busy, so I just was kind of falling behind on like you know booking this podcast. And thankfully, uh, Mo recommended Laura, and I was like very very happy to have another uh, another person here to kind of share my thoughts. And I I really worked Mo hard recently, so I didn't want to like so I, I I didn't really want to like you know ask him to come back so soon. But he I was happy to have him join when I said, hey, if your friends on if your friends on and you want to be here, you're here too. So I'm happy to have both Mo and Laura here. The, the Woman King is the newest movie from director uh, Gina Prince-Brythwood. You might know her from uh, directing such movies as Love and Basketball or Beyond the Lights. Uh, it's written by Maria Bello, who is a, a, you know, a well-known actress, and Dana Stevens, who is you know, a, kind of a, just a person that's been around writing movies in Hollywood for a while. And it's very interesting they decided to tackle this subject matter. It is uh, The Woman King is set in the West African kingdom of Dahomey, which is actually now in modern times known as uh, Benin. Did I pronounce that right, guys? Is it Benin, Benin, uh, Benin. 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 Oh, God Benin, Benin. Benin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait till I start trying to pronounce the characters' names. Uh, but you know, Dahomey was was an actual uh, country in um, in in West Africa some time ago, kind of right 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 around the air, same area where Nigeria and Togo are. Uh, it is, and the movie focuses on the country at a very particular point in time. But we're we're going to talk a lot about the timelines, guys, because I think that kind of factors into some of the controversy around this movie. But it focuses on the Agoji. A, a kind of a, a unit of uh, women soldiers who is there as kind of serves as a you know a stronghold military unit uh, for the for the kingdom and uh, a, a new king has just taken over a king Gezo played by uh, played by John Boyega and he really like has a confidant though in Viola Davis's uh, general not Naniska. And she is a she is just a fierce warrior who has clearly been through it. And uh, they are kind of at a precarious point at which they are kind of like facing uh, facing threats from a, the neighboring Oyo Empire who uh, wants to abduct a lot of the people from their kingdom and uh, force them into slavery. And slavery is also a trade uh, that the Dahomey has like been heavily involved in. And there are pressures uh, specifically uh, from the Goji to, you know, to, to get them to stop this pr- practice. And they're trying to appeal to King Gezo. And kind of in the midst of this, there is a, uh, they are trying to train a new generation of warriors to uh, join join the Agoji. And among them is Nawi, a strong-willed uh, girl played by Thuso Medubu, or Medebu, who some might know she kind of had a breakout, uh, a breakout showing in Barry Jenkins' Underground Railroad miniseries on Amazon Prime last year. And she is, uh, she is, kind of like kind of taken in by the Agoji after she refuses to be married off by her adopted family and to just like a much older man. And she's like, all right, I'm going to make the most of this and start training with them. But, you know, as that kind of come, they need this younger generation of warriors to, you know, uh, kind of get up to speed in time to face the oncoming threats. And uh, not only from the Oyo, but from other uh, other slavers that are potentially coming in to, you know, infiltrate the kingdom. Guys, there's a, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. And I know and, 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 and Laura, I know you really, I, I know you really appreciated the movie. So I want to kind of talk about, I want to kind of stay, stay positive before we kind of delve into the controversy surrounding this movie a little bit, which I think is like really interesting that, that, that speaks to just like 
honestly beyond this specific kind of movie and just how we how we go about telling true stories so i'm curious though uh because i i know i when i heard from mo i know he said hey i had a friend that really loved this movie so i'm curious first and foremost like why did you respond so strongly to this movie Uh, honestly it just it really just brought up so many just emotions just like from beginning to end just even the way that they pull you in, you know, from, you know, one of the first shots, like you see, you know, the Agoje, you know, like up here, you know, like right off the bat and, you know, just throughout, like you just see just like the representation of, um, you know, beautiful like black women, you know, from in like the most natural state with, you know, the most, you know, simple, um, you know, hairstyles, like in you know, different stages of, you know, um like battle scars and and healing like from like you know the all the way up to the you know the elaborate you know hairstyles of you know the women of of the palace and and so on and there's just like just like the images of the of of the fighting and the themes as they laid them out you know in the film i just i walked out of the movie theater like just like who like that was a movie like, i was like on a 10 i was just like oh like that that was that was a story that was you know and um i think also something for me is just the acting performances were just very or just so riveting yeah. because i think no no offense to you know actors like in like throughout you know action films <laughs> but i think you know typically the the performances are typically, you know, good enough, like they're not always meant to be, you know, Oscar worthy, you know, like it's like, it, it depends. But I think I saw, I came in thinking that, you know, it would be, you know, Viola Davis, you know, it was like the standout, but there were so many, oh, yeah. all this like young talent that was, you know, like really holding their own, like Lashana Lynch just absolutely bodied the role like, yeah, all the way through. <laughs> like it was just, you know, yeah, so I mean, there's oh, there's no, more that I can say yeah, that we'll stop no, no. there. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get it, we're gonna get in all of it, but I was kind of just curious as to like what gave you that first really big uh first really big big response. I think and I think it'd be really cool like if uh, and yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Lashana Lynch because she was like kind of the the biggest name that I didn't mention there in that opening. But it's kind of mm-hmm. I, I mean, she, people might people were really first kind of introduced to her when she was in Captain Marvel, and then uh you know then she was in then she was in No Time to Die. But like I yeah. just I feel like she gets to do honestly like hit even more notes as an actress here, and I really enjoyed her and it's. It's cool to see Viola Davis get the chance to do something like this. I think she's given a lot of interviews where she's like, I never knew I get to play a badass at this stage of my career. And it's also cool that it's like, it's literally coming uh, 10 years after she, or 10 or 11 years after she got nominated for like an Oscar for The Help, a movie which people have like very complicated feelings about. But it's like when when she's like 46 or 47, just like playing this maid character that everyone just like wishes, like knew she was a lot better than. It's so cool that like over a decade later, she's like killing it, getting to play like an action star. I just, I just really, I, I really love that for her. And I, I, yeah. I want to talk a lot more about her performance as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Mo, I, you, you, you kind of gave me the down low when you, when, when, when you're like, oh no, I had a friend that really liked this movie, but you hadn't seen it yet at this point. And then you saw it at a later moment. So I have no idea what you thought of this. I'm wondering what your initial reactions were to the woman King. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed uh, the movie as I was watching it and I was uh, relatively uh, entertained uh, by it. You know, they're like, Lara said the acting performances were uh, pretty phenomenal. Um, and I think that, you know, the colors, the dress, some of the uh, music was familiar. Uh, you know, like we go back to Lashana Lynch's performance. Everything was so like 
West African, like it mm-hmm. almost like reminded me of like various family members in my life. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was very much um it, it was very much a welcome movie. I also just you know appreciated uh having a movie that uh told a story of uh colonial Africa. I you know I've had yeah. this uh you know uh desire to see a little bit more of uh, what West Africa was like and what Africa in general was like, uh, you know, prior to the 20th century, prior to mass colonization and all that such uh, stuff. So uh, it was, uh, you know, and obviously like the slave trade was uh, part of it and then been going on for centuries at that point. But uh, it was it was cool to see a movie uh, told uh, a little bit from that kind of perspective um, so I like that stuff. There were some things that I, you know, and we could talk about the accuracy mm-hmm. of the history, but even as a movie itself, there were some things that started to feel a little soap opera-y for me, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, you know, I wasn't, uh, too intrigued by. Um, uh, but, you know, for the most part, I was, uh, I didn't find the movie dull at all so uh that was something that i really did appreciate and i hope we can continue to see mid-budget movies historical narratives in uh that specific region of the world in the big screen oh yeah i mean it's hard enough to get a movie like that made in america like based on like just uh, an american story so mm-hmm. for them to like well so for them to like then do that about like a west african nation in the 1820s it's like kind of cool that like the movie got made in the first place and it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I think people like worry a lot of the times, like is anything that's not based on like, you know, really big budget intellectual property type stuff. Like a, just, that's just not just a superhero movie. Is anyone really going to care? And people care enough. I think this one, the first weekend it was out in theaters as far as like the box office. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to, I don't, I don't know if it's going to quite make like a hundred million dollars, but it's going to, it's doing very well. And I, 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 I was thinking about that as you guys were talking about just a lot of the different specific, uh, whether it be production or costume design choices that they made that really jumped out to you. I think one thing is like a lot of times people are like, Oh, is, is an audience going to connect to something that's like that specific. But I think a lot of times people say the more specific is the universal. And it like, it's, it makes it easier for someone to kind of connect with something like this. Like, I mean, for, I, you get, you get lost in the details, even if you don't know the details, like mm-hmm. I, this, I mean, it's, it's not going to like hit me in the same way. It might hit you guys who have ties to that part of more direct ties to that part of the world. But at the same time, it's just interesting because it's not like anything I've seen before. Because and because they clearly did their homework with detailed stuff, where it just feel it just feels like something that's it, it feels like something that it, like again that it feels like they did their homework and it feels like they actually like went somewhere and got something that wasn't just like a a, a prop from a closet somewhere already in Hollywood. Right. And I think I, I, I think that I think that just goes a long way in like engaging someone when they're staring at the screen anyway. I mean, when uh, you, you guys you guys threw a lot out threw a lot out there at me at first, but I guess if if that's a good place to kind of start to talk about the movie, where it's like I think there's a version of this where you might even get the same level of performances, but you might be taken out of it if they don't get a lot of that other stuff right. And it probably gave you a pretty good sense of place. So I'm wondering, like, when 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 you when you were first taking it in, you kind of rattled off a lot of stuff there at the beginning, Laura. I'm wondering. Was there a uh, what what was there a I don't know were there were there more specific moments in there that kind of made you think oh I'm in pretty good hands with these storytellers. Mm. 
That's a good question. I mean, it, it seems like it's, it's not like, I mean, let, let me, let me ask it more specifically. It seems like mm-hmm. you, you, you did, you, you did find something that like felt right to you about the costumes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. The costumes. Um, you know, I love seeing the, like the different uniforms. Um, I love seeing the, like, the dresses of like the women in the palace and everything. And yeah, I think it was just very, um, I did feel like, like there was a part of me that was also, you know, just like learning, you know, like what hairstyles, you know, were popular at the time um, in terms of just, especially, you know, like the elaborate, you know, braids, which to me, it made sense because, um, you know, if you're a warrior, you know, you want the hairstyles that, you know, are practical and, you know, and help you, you know, to get the job done, which is very, that does translate, you know, into, um, you know, in, into, you know, uh, real life, you know, like when, when you don't, when you just need to, you know, like pack your hair away, um, you know, in cornrows, you know, to get to get things done. Um, so, so there is that parallel, and then also, you know, if you're sort of there as, you know, um, you know, a pretty, you know, with well kept woman, then you can have all these like elaborate hairstyles, and um, you know, uh, like there's more room for that, uh, you know, creativity and everything. So it's like. It was kind of cool to see, you know, these different representations of, you know, like African femininity, you know, within even just like within like the quarters of of the palace. Yeah, that struck me too. Like the the hair stuff in this in so much as like I don't think the movie like feels like le- that much lesser of a movie as a whole if it doesn't have like moments like that. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's like it's it's a small thing that goes a long way in like allowing you to feel like oh i'm like actually seeing these people in an in an intimate moment but also like a very like practical moment too that doesn't that's not just thrown in it's something that like feels it makes it makes it makes moments that might feel otherwise just feel like pretty like uneventful in between moments in a movie because like you can't be every scene can't be a battle scene it makes something like that feel a lot more lived in for sure and i'm glad you i'm glad you highlighted that because i mean I, I thought that in the I thought that in the moment, but it wasn't like something I had written down in my notes that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But like I, I do as you're watching it, you're like, oh, like this this makes a lot of sense that they would uh, do this right here. And it's not even something that they're really like commenting on. It's just something that they're doing, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and to and to add, uh, yeah. you know, uh, some of the moments where, you know, they're maybe getting ready for battle or even just like, you know, having fun and and like, you know, responding and like, you know, just uh, uh, dancing with each other. There's mm-hmm. a lot of singing, a lot of like clapping, a lot of and that is, you know, very uh, that is very like common throughout the region. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of see, uh, you know, like what uh, like a little snapshot of what daily life is probably like back then. Um, and like how people just, you know, uh, relate to each other on a, a relative communal basis. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm glad you mentioned like the, the singing and dancing and stuff. Cause I think one thing that's cool about this movie is that like, there are a lot of war movies out there that are like objectively very great movies that like don't really take the time to have moments of levity, uh, you know, and war movies that have one best picture. It's like, they're just going 100 and they're all self-serious and very, 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 like all the men are very, very stoic and just all business all throughout. And I think it's very impressive for a movie like this. that's dealing with like some 
pretty, pretty intense stuff. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it's impressive. They found a way to like keep the PG 13 movie, the, the PG 13 rating with a lot of the stuff they're dealing with here with respect to the, the violence and the, um, the, the, the sexual assault, uh, the, to the extent to which it does touch on that kind of stuff. And at the same time, like, there's like a lot of funny moments. Like we touched on Lashana Lynch. Like she, I, 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 I hold on. Now I'm drawing a blank for a second. Oh, is, is OG. Her character like, is like hilarious. Like she's like motherly. She gets to be a badass in, in battle, but she also, gets to like be really funny with the ways in which she like gives a lot of these trainees shit uh similarly mm-hmm. like i mean even uh, even viola gets a couple of like funny moments in there as serious as that character is and i just think it's it's that was one thing that like really stuck with me about this movie that it's like man it's dealing with some incredibly incredibly serious themes but they like find space in it to like actually find these like moments of life and ha- light and happiness and laughter and it's like that, yeah. that, that john is boyega a t- as a king oh like, my sure god he's been, wait- he's been waiting his <laughs> whole life to <laughs> yeah. do that play right. nigerian uncle like, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly like his whole life <laughs> well, also, is it, well, okay so let's talk about him a little bit it sounds like you guys like might have like actually been like found some of that funny even in an unintentional way oh yeah oh my god yeah. i was like dying like and like i was like every time he was speaking it's like so you want to come to our la- like I was just there <laughs> cracking up because I'm just like yeah like, the, he is the, just the hands placement too like, yeah you would just like, well, so, well, so, show well, so, things around yeah were you just... laughing in a way like oh this this feels like he's not doing the right kind of accent and it's bad oh. or you actually, like, no 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 I was I'm laughing because really it was so familiar yeah, yeah. yeah exactly oh, 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 it was okay. like I'm like this is so great no because yeah. the thing is is like I think with um with accents in movies um you know especially when we see um. You know, I think accents are always the thing where it's like, okay, um, when it comes to portrayal of like Nigerian or, you know, African, it's like, okay, you know, the story's good, but it's the accents are always like the areas like to be improved. And so I think with like the woman king, I feel like I saw more accents that were like, like it wasn't every single one, but like more accents that like were got it right. Um, like then not, and of course, you know, um, you know, John, B- John Boyega, you know, him being a you know, British Nigerian himself, and there were just like so many things, and I'm like, I have a feeling like there are some ad libs that he added in there like, himself, like, you know, like, oh, move my friend, and like just things like this. I'm just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm like, yeah. this is like so Nigerian uncle, and it was just, I think, like the familiarity and just like that sense of seeing yourself on screen that definitely added to like the level of just like you know, the way that I connected like with the film and everything. Well, I'm glad you liked that performance because for a second, I thought you were, you guys were like, you guys were like making fun of it in a way, but oh, it, sounds no. like he, oh, it sounds no. like he got, he sounds like he got a very particular kind of person right in that role. And mm-hmm. like, and, and he's a guy who like, I actually like, I, I don't even know if it's an unpopular opinion at this point because like the Star Wars movies get a lot of shit but like I've actually like enjoyed him more as an actor and like everything else I've seen him in aside from the Star Wars movies even in a couple like not so good movies that he's been in like I think he's just like a very talented actor that got put in like a, a tough spot in the way they wrote his character in the Star Wars movies so I'm I was excited mm-hmm. to see him like pop up in something like this and mm-hmm. in being willing as someone that's like a big star to like take a take a position in this movie that's like not even like the the fifth most important like role and just like do do like a good a good job in it and uh, play a compelling character who uh who like within this within the scope of this movie i think is very compelling and there's a separate conversation i guess to be had with respect to uh just what what that character was and what that what that person was in real life um Mm -hmm. but like i'm glad it's cool to hear that you guys like really enjoyed that too um I, I guess before I even ask, before I even talk about some of the other historical stuff, I guess I want to ask you, Mo, you hinted at it a little bit, and I'm curious how you guys felt about the rest of the storytelling in this movie in so much as like, 
I think they tell the story of the uh, uh, of this of these of this group of women and this and this what what this what they meant to this country very well. But the movie has like a uh, its story has a bigger scope than that, and it brings in these outsider characters too. Uh, I mean, I guess I guess both the Oyo and the uh, and these and, and these slave traders from Europe, and it, it's trying to do a lot there. And I'm wondering. I because th- when, when you mentioned Mo, Mo, when you mentioned like the, some of the um some of the soap opera stuff, I'm guessing you're referring to both the uh, both the love story that kind of evolves there, but also the um the uh, maternity story that kind of comes up. Is there a way in which you think that stuff w- could have even like worked necessarily, or do you think it, do you think the movie kind of just should have like probably done away with that and focused even more on like whether it be like the battles or just being shorter or maybe developing some of these outsider characters a little more, how would you like to have seen the, the rest of the movie prioritize the rest of its runtime? So, yeah, this is where I started to like, um, you know, fall off a little bit in my excitement with the movie <laughs> itself, Yeah, specifically with sort of the love story and then, you know, the rivalry general between general. Yeah. Uh, so the love story, I just, it didn't really, uh, you know, the the character, uh, I guess the biracial guy whose mom was uh, Dahomey as well. Uh, I, I didn't think there was a lot that was added to the movie. Yeah, his name is Malik. Malik, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Malik character, I didn't think there was a lot that was added to the movie with him there or necessarily his uh, relationship um, uh, with... Uh, uh, and I'm really bad at characters. Not Naui, Naui, it's okay. Naui, Naui yeah. Uh, with Naui, I didn't, you know, it just seemed like it was uh, somewhat of a plot device that uh, maybe could have been written around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of, you know, the fact that you have these two rival generals and in, you know, and in previous time, uh, like uh, the Oyo general, you know, raped Niska, you know, which is like awful and like uh, terrible and gives her extra motivation to take it personally and want to uh, kill him. But now, now we is Naniska's daughter, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was where it started to get like, you know, um, uh, a little bit too, uh, a little bit too like, um, like, so, a, a little too ham-fisted yeah. yeah a little a yeah, little soapy yeah. it just i, li- I, I like their relationship enough without that connection like i and, thought it was com- and i think coming enough and i think that it kind of um undercuts the movie a little bit because they they had the opportunity to sort of like maybe even wink and nudge at it but not necessarily like explicitly you know there there were there was a way in which the beginning of the movie prior to the re- revelation that she's uh, that um, Naniska is Naui's mom, there was a way in which you could sort of see the similarities between the two. And I feel like there's a stronger narrative in which Viola feels personally protective of this girl because uh, she could have been a mom. She ended up not be- being a mom. And now you have this like figure who is like like her in all of the ways that Viola kind of uh, sees in herself, the good and the bad. And right, and, like and, and just because like she sees, and just because she just sees value in her as a person, and just that. because yeah. she sees value in her as a person, but like I feel like there is a way in which you can like develop that relationship that just kind of like gets sort of like you know she like gets sort of like okay we've established you know mom and daughter now and now we have to put it to the side because we need to develop this love story 
And mm -hmm. now we have to put that to the side because we need to develop the um the uh her rise to the power as the woman king and oh now we have to bring it back because now we have we need a reason for viola to rescue her and i uh, and it just you know i i think that like if the movie's done better at developing the relationship viola goes to uh, rescue her whether that's her daughter or not Right. And I think, right I think yeah. You could, just do, you could just do away with the Malik character, and I don't think the movie loses much. And then, if you want to make this like a ten episode miniseries, then like maybe you have time to like do something with him. But like, I just yeah. not, not not a cut, movie. Sorry if I can cut in. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of because now that I think about it, I almost think that if if they sort of had because now I'm thinking about the especially when seeing it again, think about the escalation of events. The timeline was very short before they had that conversation where she found that she's adopted. There was that whole like Viola, you know, having like a um, just you PTSD. know, yeah, P like being triggered by that, having PTSD um, uh, with with that, um, and you know, talking to you know her her close confidant about it, and then I'm even wondering like, if it was that same night where they were in, you know, the 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 baths and and was re revealed. I'm even wondering if I, I think that actually if that was sort of left is this like what if like we won't know like she's not like rather than like her just going and you know doing that right away if it was just the fact that it triggered her maternal instinct and then like like you said right, like right. she would have gone you know which is a, which is an instinct that I guess she's not technically supposed to have as you know someone that didn't have um is not supposed to be married or have or bear children um but actually i think i might actually push back a bit on the the rival generals but because i think for me it kind of to me what it highlights um oh, i didn't, I didn't mean things, i didn't mean to group that in as an unnecessary oh, no, no, no. okay no i guess just in terms of just like a, a different like just in terms of like my view like there i think that i mean for one just that definitely did i guess inform you know the the vulnerability of that she had and you know the fact that you know yes yeah, she's this woman king but I think it also drove home like one of the themes that um I actually think is probably one of the even just despite you know like the facts that you know as we'll get into you know like the, the accuracy it kind of mm -hmm. ties into to me like one of the one of the actual elements of the storyline that I think is true the fact that people's positions in society were not permanent you know the fact mm -hmm. that you know her being this woman king this being this warrior you know there was a point in which she was the prey right that she was one that was dominated that she was a slave and you know or, or you know like a slave like a, a slave of war or, or a creature right. of war and you know and you have the sometimes you have you know the reverse you know how you know you saw you know Izogi you know as this you know um a powerful um you know, like uh, Goji warrior, like mentor, like she was, she was goals, you know, for, for everyone. And when she got captured, you just saw like the spirit, you know, just like the light, like, you know, um, but just not be in her eyes anymore. And I think it just makes me think of like a line that was said in the film um, when Naoi was, you know, asking, you know, like, right after, you know, they all did the whole, you know, like, oh, if you, if you don't want to be, you know, um, a goji, you can leave now. And yeah. then when Naoi was asking her friend and being like, you know, friends would be like, why did you stay? And one of them said, you know, like, like, it is, I will either, I will be the hunter or I will be the prey and I won't be the prey. And I think that that is, that might unfortunately be, you know, one of the tenets of, 
of you know of that of that time period and you know leads to sort of the way that it plays out in real life that is quite you know i think i think it's it's, sorry go ahead mo yeah I, i was just gonna say i wasn't necessarily saying that like you know the rival general uh assaulting Viola uh Naniska uh being uh or and raping Naniska being like uh unrealistic it was more the fact that it was the product of his rape was Nawi you know the child that was where that was the thing that started to feel soapy like oh come on like you know because now there's more things to have to deal with there you know because it's like even even the time that was given i think there's like so many more layers than like the movie would even have time to really get into so it was just like yeah so i think yeah so yeah 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 my my point was like i mean if, if i think you could just say that that the Oyo tribe could just be a, a, a better developed villain in and of itself if you're not dealing with this mm-hmm. entire uh, paternity, maternity, rape, pregnancy storyline, all of that. Like it just mm-hmm. it just didn't add enough on its own when there was enough other meat on the bone there to be dealt with. But I like that mm-hmm. you made that point though, uh, Lara, about the uh, about the, the the line about oh I could be the hunter, I could be the hunted, whatever. Because I think that's like an interesting like thesis statement for this movie. Um, that makes it work on its own to the extent that we've already discussed it working for a lot of these characters here and a lot of these girls that are put in this situation. And I think it, I, I just think I, I like that we structured the conversation this way. Cause I, we haven't really talked about the controversy that surrounds the movie. And I think for all the reasons we talked about, I think the movie works on its own. And I think that's a really good, like, and again, I think that's a, like a really good through line that like works for this story in a vacuum. And I'm wondering, cause I think, what we've been talking around to this point is that like critics of the movie from different for a, a lot of and not a, not an insubstantial amount of them have been a little critical of just like how the movie told the told the, it's just told its story that it that that it's inspired from and so much as like uh the uh Dahomey tribe was like just a little bit what's to say not as quick to like dump the slave trade and not as like um maybe maybe not as not coming from as altruistic of a place as this movie would necessarily lead you to believe. And I think certain people have not said this movie shouldn't have gotten made in the first place. People that are, you know, discussing it in good faith are saying like, Hey, there's a way to do this. That's a little more honest with like maybe the actual historical record here. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm curious, first of all, like when you go, Laura, when you go see a movie, whether it be this or something else, if it's based on a true story, like what are your expectations going in? Are you someone that's like looking at Wikipedia, like as soon as you get out of there to like check every little detail, or are you like kind of open to like, all right, I know that you can dramatize, dramatize some things and I can be, and you try and be discerning maybe about like. The, how they made certain choices like how do you kind of like what are your expectations i guess when you go to see a true story on depicted on screen in a in a in a feature film yeah thanks so much for that question yeah i mean this film like i've definitely had to sort of sit down and think about like my relationship with historical fiction because mm-hmm. i think you know i'm someone that like i grew up you know reading american girl books and like watching the movies and different things and so i did sort of you know I guess like when you're a child, you're likely to, you know, absorb certain things like with a sponge, like when it's just historical and sort of think like, okay, I know these facts, but I think like now, you know, um, I guess, you know, trying to, I, I don't do it like as soon as I get out of the but you know, I, de- I mean, I think. It's I'm a very, I'm a very respectful movie goer myself. So yeah. like if, if, if I'm like, if I'm like the only person on my row at the theater, 
I might get on Wikipedia in the movie. I'm really bad about it. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. No, definitely. I think for me, it's a matter of do I want to Wikipedia before or after? I think it's something right, that, right. that I've kind of been trying to think of with myself. Part of me is kind of glad that I, I sat down and like really, because I did sort of go and be like, okay, you know, this might be like, you know, like it's probably not exactly. But then when I like looked at it after, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The king is the exact opposite of how he's being portrayed. And even seeing it again and seeing some of like the different references, you know, in passing that um, like King uh, Gozo, I believe, Gezo, I believe is his name, yeah. makes to his brother and sort of making it his brother was, you know, the more brutal one. So I sort of, I did kind of, when I went to research, I was sort of going in and kind of think like, okay, you know, like maybe the, like maybe there would be some, like you would see the differences between the brothers, but it was the exact opposite. Like in fact, the coup that they staged, like the like the brother that was king before, he was um, he was the one that was you know trying to move away from the slave trade. Right. And the coup, the purpose of the coup was being like, nope, like we're we're going all in, yeah, <laughs> and we're going to like you know ring it ring it dry, you know, and 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 take as much wealth as we you know take like make as much wealth as we can from this. And that's you know I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's tricky, you know, and I think that is something, you know, I've been trying to just grapple with because honestly, it's like, I don't know. And I guess I, I, know, I, 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 no, I, th- I think it's interesting. Like it's, I think we're, cause it's weird. I think like a lot of people that are coming in from that critical place are still coming at it from a point of view of like, I'm still really glad this movie got made. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I, I think it's possible to like be of, t- be of two minds about it, but at the same time be like, Look, I, I I can enjoy this movie as as two hours and fifteen minutes of entertainment and mm-hmm. a lot of the things it gets right about this this corner of the world that I want to be, see depicted on the screen. And at the same mm-hmm. time, be like, maybe at the same time, it's not as historically accurate as it could be, and that can be that can be okay. Or I can still struggle with right. that, and that doesn't mean it wasn't a worthwhile endeavor in the first place. So, Mo, I'm wondering how you're thinking about it now and how what your viewing experience is like because I, I I kind of asked Laura about it and I, I really didn't know much myself going in. I'd heard a little bit of the controversy about slavery, but then I'd also heard that like, you know, some people were kind of going at some of the other critics and that were making it sound like this movie just didn't really like, didn't, didn't have its priorities in the right place. And I think that wasn't the case at all. Like they, they really discussed whether they should have been involved in the slavery, a lot of it. But like, then I, then I kind of saw another perspective of it where it's like, yeah, but like the, the, maybe the movie should have challenged the audience to like, you know, find people, find ways to root for these people in spite of the fact that like, Hey, maybe they weren't like, kind of quite as progressive on this as the the ultimate movie wanted you to believe where did you ultimately come down on it mo were you able to like kind of like separate this version of the movie from the truth and kind of like find a way to reconcile it such you still overall enjoyed your viewing experience so i i I still uh overall enjoyed my viewing experience for what it was which was a piece of entertainment and a piece of uh of uh uh i would say like um his uh historical based narrative Mm -hmm. uh I guess there there is a place for a conversation about like you know what we are presenting to the movie audience whether or not like what we are saying about different historical events are true or even accurate or even rhyme and uh as far as that you know uh from what i've known from what i've been able to read outside the movie just doesn't really rhyme like the dahomey were you know warrior class they were uh, enthusiastic slavers and they, they had to forcibly be removed from the slave trade uh, for a variety of reasons, some uh, economic, some political. 
but yeah, and, and like Gezu went all in on it apparently again in the 1850s. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. But you know, at the same time, you know, we have 300, we have Gladiator, we have what's it called, Braveheart. We we have all these movies that have you know a variety of different depictions of right. uh, historical figures and uh, historical cultures and everything like that, and we don't necessarily get super accuracy from those things Mm -hmm. either so i think the issue is just sort of how we consume products now uh like you know yeah it's a movie yeah it's art but it's also a product and it's just everything has to be discourse and that Mm -hmm. genuinely kind of sucks um like i i think that if this were a movie um I'm not sure if this movie uh, gets the amount of attention and buzz 10 years ago, but it's almost a double-edged sword because I don't think people start, you know, talking about uh, trying to, you know, make a point about like uh, black history or like uh, how Africans really thought about the slave trade and who were resistant and who weren't and all other stuff, Um, you know, and, you know, I just feel like it's, it's just tough, you know, like it, it, cause like, I want to see, like, I've, you know, told uh, friends before, like, yeah, I want, I, instead of like making Queen Mary black, why don't we just mm-hmm. talk about like the kingdoms of Africa that mm-hmm. did have black kings and black queens and you almost get there with this movie, but, but like, you know, it has to sanitize it a little bit to make it sort of palatable to the audience, you know? And so that's, that's something that is, is worth mentioning, but I think with a lot, a lot less of a fever pitch than it kind of became. And something that I'm thinking about now, because I keep now thinking back to like Malik's character and some Mm -hmm. of, some of his lines, I think were, even as I think about a bit, like on the nose a bit, like when he was saying, you know, like, oh, I, I haven't, you know, like, you know, where I'm from, you know, I see, you know, I've seen, you know, Africans be slaves. They didn't know that we were kings, warriors. And so it almost seems like the film is sort of designed for, um, I guess, someone, you know, coming from that perspective of, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to see, you know, these uh, like positive images. And I think with, like, with that in mind, like, it, just going off of like, you know, what Mo says, and, you know, like there's, there's different movies, you know, um, history, based movies that take different liberties and I just kind of think about you know is there um sort of an opportunity for um like historical fiction it can be an opportunity to sort of um re-envision you know what we might have you know wanted to happen instead and you know it does make me sort of it's it kind of it's tricky because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I'll go and I will research, you know, what the Dahomey actually are. But I do wonder, like, if if there is sort of, um, if there is a way for someone to take historical fiction and almost apply fantasy. And if I can sort of, um, there's an example sort of um, that I was thinking of, like, just, you know, just before this conversation. Um, uh, so Pocahontas. So there's two, I'm going to juxtapose like two uh, tellings of of Pocahontas that we've that we've seen in media. One, of course, like the Disney movie, 
um, you know, very romanticized. And of course it's targeted towards, you know, a young audience and it can take one's, you know, from childhood to life to, you know, realize, you know, what the truth is about, um, you know, like taking this like love story of like Pocahontas and um, uh, what was his name? John, um, Smith. John Smith, you know, like that, that was like actual, you know, like when we think about like, conversations about, you know, the abduction of like Native American, like women and women going missing, like that's, you know, one of like the original examples. And it's like, it couldn't have been, you know, more, you know, of an irresponsible story. So we have that fiction, mm -hmm. but we also have that scene from Adam's Family Values with the play where Wednesday, you know, is portraying, you know, Pocahontas and, you know, this completely, you know, kind of ridiculous, you know, Thanksgiving play. And, you know, they're starting to portray, oh, you know, the Indians and, you know, the Pilgrims are sitting down and then she does this whole thing, like, wait, like, we won't break bread with you. And, you know, she starts, you know, you know, saying, you know, like, years from now where people will have degradation and, you know, yours will, you know, have privilege and, you know, the, the gods of my tribes have spoken, you know, they say do not trust the Pilgrims and, you know, they, they go on like this whole, you know, rampage, which, you know, again, you know, that didn't happen, but it was, you know, it was this, um, like, it was very, it was still very satisfying to watch, you know, despite the fact. So to me, it's like, there's two different ways that one, well, there's more than two ways, but it's like, there's historical fiction that is, you know, can be done in a way that is sort of, you know, you know, glossing things over. And then there's one that can sort of be told in an empowering way. But I think what's tricky is with Women King, it sort of has a bit of both. Well, yeah, and I, I and I, I, like I said earlier, I kind of respected the idea of like there being, uh, or, or I respected the criticism of them saying, "Look, you should trust your audience more to, uh, to like cheer for these people, even if there's a, a couple other hard, harder truths about these people." But at the same time, I, I, I hear what you're saying too. It's like, hey, there can be still, you can still be a way to tell a worthwhile story, even if it, like, even if it takes a true story and makes it a little bit more like like you said, historical fiction and there's, and, and puts more of, puts more on the fiction side of that equation because, you know, all right, let's say you like make them slavers in this movie. Then like, what is the movie about? If it, are you, I guess at that point, like, are you just telling a pure war movie and there's just slavery in the background and maybe there's a couple other, yeah, I guess you could do a, some version of a movie where it's like, they're, they're simply just fighting a war here. And it's just a fact of this movie that there's slavery. And maybe there's like a couple of like voices within the country that are like, anti-slavery but like i'm wondering i i, I that, that might just kind of ring kind of even more false to some people if you just had like one voice out there to say hey slavery is bad and you just made that made that made them made them slavers the rest of the movie and had the movie not be about that i don't really know if it works as well as a movie it has as much worthwhile content as this one does you know i so i think i think it's just i think i just think it's a really interesting discussion i don't know if there's an i don't think there's necessarily an easy answer on the right way to do it because like yeah. i, I totally i'm totally i totally get what a lot of people's critiques are about this and how it might gloss over some things but at the end of the day like i haven't seen a lot of those people offer like again they are i think they're vouching for the existence of this movie they're not some kind of bad faith crowd that might you mm -hmm. know try and take out any movie that is about any kind of like minority. there was there was a bad faith crowd though and i think that's what makes no i'm sure there is but i'm, I'm saying defensive. even the people that I'm, I'm saying that even some of the people that aren't from that crowd mm -hmm. i haven't seen them offer a version a different version of this movie that's just like uh, works better as a whole than the one we got you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i i you know in 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 terms of, I guess, maybe trying to take a stab at that, um, yeah. you know, it it then begs the question of 
you know, do you do a movie about the Dahomey and and understand the incentives of, you know, an American audience, the fact that they will need to see Europeans in the movie. So that means they'll need to have uh, discussions about slavery, which means they'll need to maybe even sanitize the main characters in order uh, for you to have an enjoyable movie for the viewing audience. Or do you do a little bit more of a passion project and uh, maybe you do, um, you know, the Kushite kingdom from 10 something AD, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, you do a movie about the, you know, the people of Ethiopia mm-hmm. who consistently resisted colonization. Right. Like, what, where do, like, what do you want to present? Especially, you know, while we definitely, you know, can acknowledge that Hollywood can and does play fast and loose with uh, historical fiction and takes a lot of liberties, there, you know, um, when it comes to black art, you know, because everything is political, unfortunately, including our uh, our art and our media, uh, we might have a little bit more responsibility as um, as caretakers to make sure that, like, we are representing ourselves uh, truthfully, and we don't need a narrative of black people. Uh, resisting slavery and being like, you know, trying to overthrow the yoke of it to be false because it happened multiple times, you know, throughout history and it happened in multiple kingdoms. And I think that that's why, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's where I can definitely see some of the critiques of, you know, yeah. the, uh, the Dahomey is that like, you know, we, we could have told uh, we we could have told like another Nat Turner story or something, but you know, mm-hmm. instead we have, uh, instead we're trying to warp the Dahomey a little bit to mm-hmm. to to make them what they weren't, you mm-hmm. know. And so that's that's something that I I do think is um is definitely a worthwhile discussion to have, um mm-hmm. you know. And that said, it's just you know. It, it's tough because you also, like I said, I want these movies made. Um, now that we have the Woman King, hopefully an enterprising, uh, maybe a Black writer this time, does explore some of the other subject matters uh, that might not draw as much an audience, but maybe still make some money mm-hmm. and still encourages more of these movies to be made and more of these uh, uh, ventures to be sought after, mm-hmm. you know, but it you know besides that we have to weigh you know the good the fact that they got some of the cultural beats right the fact that they got yeah. some of the costume designs right and some of the mannerisms right we have to mm-hmm. weigh that and just you know a nice little uh two-hour action flick mm-hmm. with the you know with the faulty uh, accuracy of mm-hmm. what we watched yeah yeah, no, I, I, I think that's really well said. I, I, I did not mean to say it's not worth even trying. I just hadn't really seen anyone kind of mm-hmm. uh, 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 vocalize like what the what that what that alternative was- version of this movie could be. But you, there's no reason you couldn't do it with a different tribe mm-hmm. or, or or set it or set something in a different time where it doesn't present the, those same moral quandaries. Because I get it if you want to do it about a group of people, you don't want to you don't want to bank on audiences going to necessarily like 
you know, support people that like uh, might be engaging in something as bad as slavery. So uh, you could find a different group of people in a different point mm-hmm. in time. And but th- this movie, if nothing else, showed that you can get a lot of those other uh, get a lot of those other non-storytelling beats really, really right. And uh, in, yeah. in, 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 in that people will go see it, like we discussed earlier. Because again, people mm-hmm. are, uh, I think, uh, fortunately, uh, seeing this movie. Yeah, definitely. So uh, definitely uh, agreeing with um, you know what, what Mo said in terms of because it is tricky. Honestly, like, you know, I think you know as valid as you know a lot of the criticism is. I was struggling to think of like what an alternative would have looked like or what a, a script you know with that same um, subject matter in the same time would have looked like. Because in my mind, if we're talking about Dahomey, um, and it's something I would see. I would rather see it as a documentary with historians grappling with mm, the complexity yeah. because yeah. honestly, if they told it accurately, like this woman can, like, I would probably need to go to therapy or something like afterwards <laughs> because I'm just, it's just, it would just be so hard because I think, I mean, the movies that do get it right, but don't, you know, take, you know, aren't, don't act, you know, as most of the guys, like, you know, caretakers, you know, of the audience, you know, can be, you know, very damaging in another way. Like one example that comes to my mind is the film, as the, uh, the show, is it Them, Us? I'm trying to remember which one was Us, which one was Them. I think it was Them. The show. The show show with, um, it was, uh, it was about this black family that moves, like sort of like the first black family to move to Compton and like the racial terrorism that, you know, they undergo. And I really wanted to stay and watch the movie, but it was just, it was just too, it was just, I felt like it was just too reckless with, you know, my emotional well-being, you know, as a black viewer. So I just couldn't watch it. And so I'm like, I feel like to me, at least what I appreciate was that I felt, I felt taken care of and like in a certain way, but, you know, um, it, it is still, you know, the fact that like there were some, there were, there were slants. So I feel like, you know, it would be great to, you know, be able to walk out of a, of a movie to see, you know, something that is historic, you know, from our time with folks that, you know, look like us that get the costumes right and everything. And you can look back and look, oh, that happened, you know, like back the East, I think Ethiopia, you know, would be a great, you know, a great next place to, um, to look to, um, you know, because, you know, they weren't colonized and because, you know, they were able to, you know, send like the Italians packing and, you know, and all of that. So there are definitely, you know, some moments where, you know, you can sort of like look and sort of, you know, feel like, you know, like, yes, like that was, you know, in the midst of, you know, this like history of, you know, colonialism and slavery, like this little bit there was our win. And yeah, so so I think, think you know, along along those lines. Not really an easy answer to any of the questions raised, but it's, I think we're all we're all glad that the film exists and it's just it, it's just I think there I think like you guys laid out a pretty good blueprint for how you can you could tell a story about similar subject matter but maybe do it in a way that might leave more of the audience a little less conflicted when they look back on their time doing it but again I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with like going to a movie having the experience we did and then just kind of having to like try and work through those questions on your own too Mm-hmm. Um, again, one, one thing, guys, we didn't touch on a ton before, and I wanted to before we signed off was if was just the action in the movie. I, I, I don't even necessarily have a ton I need to add to it, but I, I, I wanted to just like kind of add that like I just was really, really impressed by it. And I think I think people that might be a little bit more into uh, a little bit more into action movies like our friend Daniel, 
he's gonna he's more critical of the action in something like this and he, he had his other criticisms about all the stuff we just talked about too but i think i think he's such a big action movie fan that like i think if the action had been like up to his standards i think it would have like gone a long way and it just he has incredibly high standards because he's like an expert on action movies and whereas i'm not and i still found like i still found myself like really taken with a lot of these sequences i, I didn't i actually didn't so much like that middle one that took place with like a bit where they kicked up a big dust storm right beforehand the, the ambush sequence i just thought that was like i guess it looked cool for a second but then made like a lot of the rest of the fight hard to take in but like i really like other than that like i really really enjoyed every everything this movie did and found a way to like you know uh be quite graphic but within the bounds of pg-13 in a way that was like very very punishing that showed that like look these women literally do not pull punches and i i i I thought that was really cool and and along with that i wanted to highlight one other cast member that we that we didn't that we actually didn't talk about uh sheila a team played amenza who's just one of the other more senior warriors and i really liked her screen presence and mm-hmm. thought like she got she got in some like really really cool moments in the action scenes just as many if not more than uh Lashana Lynch and Viola Davis it seemed like she might have been the one that was like kicking ass the most because like she didn't mm-hmm. like I, th- I, th- I think Daniska I think suffered some kind of uh some kind of injury that slows her down for a part of the movie and you mm-hmm. know uh let's just say Izogi's not a, not around for as much of the movie I would say as a as a Menza and I just I thought Sheila team did like a really good job and acquit- acquitted herself very well in those action scenes did you have any other takeaways from the way this movie choreographed its act it's action Laura yeah so I really loved I, I feel like when you're in the fight scenes, you're not only sort of like in the moment and seeing, you know, the actual action. I think I was also getting like a peek into like their strategies. Um, and so it was kind of cool to, you know, to see just like as they're thinking through it, as they're working together, you know, like as, you know, they were sort of figuring out, you know, like what moves to employ well, well like where it made it seem um, you can you can see that they fought from a place that was very well thought out very intentional you know rather than like very organized like rather than from you know a place that was you know um well impulsive but i guess like with the exception like now in some places but she's young you know so like there are some times there so like seeing seeing a bit of the clashing there too so like i loved um just seeing you know like what the different um you know, warriors were able to do physically and then just seeing, you know, how they were able to secure the winds, how they knew, you know, when to retreat, how they knew, you know, like where to do, when to do certain things. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it, it kind of gave off, I mean, you know, it, it's just, I, I think it's, it's cool just seeing, you know, more of these like action scenes, like with, you know, like where it's like predominantly like women, you know, I think the first time, I guess like recently that I'm thinking about that, you know, is like when seeing, you know, Wonder Woman and, you know, seeing some of those different fight scenes, um, then seeing Black Panther. And so I think just, you know, looking forward to, you know, just like seeing like women, you know, like kicking ass, you know, and actually, you know, like having, like having the skills and the know-how that were very well trained, that they know what to do, you know, was, was very, you know, like empowering. Well, also, and also they did it better. This is felt, it felt better, more satisfying watching this. And like, I don't know if you guys watched like Avengers Endgame. They tried to have that moment where all the female superheroes come oh. together. And it was just like, it was, it was just, it was just like very, yeah, it was very grown worthy. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you guys are like patting yourself on the back for putting all these uh, women in a movie who at that point they'd not given uh. any of them, they'd not given any of them their own movie. So it's like, we're going oh, to fr- we're gonna put them all in the frame at the same time. And then you should pat us on the back. Whereas oh, like this, this movie, like, yeah, it's explicitly about women, but like, does so in a in a, in a much in a way that feels like much 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 more um uh mm-hmm. 
mm. I, I don't want to say true to life when we just talked about all the stuff, all the inaccuracies, but it feels much more earned, I should say. Um, yeah. Uh, Mo, do you have do you have any other thoughts on the action in the movie that we that you you didn't already get the state? Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I really did also enjoy a lot of the action in the movie, um, uh, specifically like um, when you had, you know, the opening scene and then also when you had uh, the um, the battle, uh, the first battle at the slave port when they revealed they're not turning over any Agoji. Uh, I thought that that was uh, uh, pretty nicely choreographed and, you know, like it's uh it's tough because like you know you mentioned uh our our friend daniel and uh some of his action tastes i i have a tendency to almost fall on the opposite side of whatever uh he says when it comes to like uh when it comes to action i'm not sure if we've we've found uh what one specific like action-packed movie that we kind of agree on yet Mm. um but um uh well everything everywhere all at once i think we did agree on that Mm. um (laughs) but uh besides that like you know i i think that the um the movie uh feels a lot more grounded and i think that that's kind of the best thing you can do for an action movie um you know is to just make make it look like you know this could take place in reality these people could move this way they can fight this way and it also make it look really cool at the same time, you know. Yeah, I, I like your, I like that sentiment as well. And I, um, and again, I think uh, anyone that you know is, I don't know, I, I don't know if anyone would still be listening to this, as I always say, that hasn't already watched it. But if you're on the fence about it, you know, I, I, I do think we all agree that this movie can really like stand on stand on its own. If you don't feel the need to like be someone that has like every single part of your movie. Uh, you know, match up with the Wikipedia description line by line for the true events within it. Uh, and you can just enjoy it for what it is. Like you're going to get a kick-ass action movie in a, if nothing else, if you just go watch this in a vacuum. And I think that th- even, even if you do like do your research on everything else, like it's still kind of worth watching to parse and think about it and uh, just exactly what, what this movie decides to show and, uh, and w- where the value is in that and where the value is and the things they didn't show. And, uh, and you can kind of think about that for what it is. And I think that it, it's still certainly worth checking this movie out if you're w- watching it at a time when, you know, you still have a chance to in theaters if not catch it when you can whenever you can um laura anything else about the woman king that we didn't already discuss that you wanted to uh mention before we signed off um you know it's fun that we made it this whole time without dishing one of like the biggest spoilers <laughs> but i guess if those have made it this far it was definitely very heartbroken when Izoge, you know was uh-huh. killed at the end um yeah, I we think, talked about I, how great Lashana Lynch was, so that was yeah, all of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think it's it almost feels like I think even like watching it again, knowing what happens, it's like you can see like they're really leaning into her likability just to make it like her <laughs> even more right here. Yeah, um, it, remind, it reminds you of like any kind of TV show or movie where the person's talking about getting out and starting a better life. Not that like it's that explicit in this movie, but it's like you can sometimes kind of see them uh, my way, and then it's like yeah. yeah. Yeah, because she, because I, yeah, I think like again, like the line where she says, you know, one day, you know, I will be woman king. I'm just like, 
Yeah. In the world of movies, that almost assures you will not be. That you won't be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty agreeable. Yeah, you know. And then the only other thing that I have to add is it's, it's funny hearing Viola Davis say, like, you know, this is the first time I ever played a badass. And I'm like, really? Because I saw you in Widows and you were pretty badass in that one, too. Like, she was like, mm. you know, like, she was actually phenomenal in that movie as well. And so... You know, it's a, it's a, that was, I was I think that was my third favorite movie of 2018. Fucking love Widows. Widows is yeah. Mm, um, yeah. Um, and technically how to get away with murder, depending on how you see it. She is still <laughs> badass in her own way, you know, in more of a psychopathic right. way, but still, you know, so it's like you see, you know, I don't know. It's just like with Viola Davis, just going back to like, I remember there was like, so, like back when Oprah still like had her show, I remember like there was some sort of, you know, like small group of like actresses gathering and Viola Davis had said, you know, like, I mean, you're not going to see someone like me, you know, rolling around at the sheets with like Bradley Cooper or whatever. And it's like, ever since then, like ever since like from the help, her roles have just gotten like so much more like, complex, so like had so many more layers and everything. And yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. so just to see her getting to like explore that range of like her talent, you know, has been great here. And again, like just seeing the fact that, you know, she was probably the actress that we, you know, recognized, you know, the most coming into this movie. And the fact that now like there's so many other like, a- like the actresses, you know, every one of them, like, and John, John Boyega, like, I want to see, you know, more, like, as much more of them as I can. And for me, with um, the main character with Naoi, I actually saw her first in um, this, this show called MTV Sugar, like, down south. Like, she was, mm. she was in that one. So, like, as, like, South African and, you know, just seeing, you know, her being here, you know, in the, both in this film and then also just, like, being, you know, buddy-buddy with, like, Viola Davis off screen is, you know, really satisfying and just... You know, yeah, I think that there's, you know, I hope to see some recognition, at least as far as like acting. Um, I'm not, I, I would love to see it at the Oscars, but I think at the, at the very least at the Golden Globes would be great to see. Or um, um, what's it called? Um, the SAG, uh, mm, SAG Awards yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. It'd, be cool. it'd be really cool if a movie like this got like a SAG nomination for Best Ensemble with uh, just mm-hmm. how, how uh, just where they pull these people from and to have a cast like that come together it'd be cool if they got honored and there's gonna be a lot of competition but i mean i think there could be a like if no if nothing else like i think Viola is certainly going to contend for awards but there's so many other people that would deserve it i, th- I feel like i feel like lashana lynch is like well respected enough that like you would hope that like a best supporting actress nomination for would be in mm-hmm. the cards for her but it's just yeah. you never know they put the oscars so late that we're still technically like six mm-hmm. months from them it's very strange because oh, we're, like, we're already into like award season but they've started putting them later which is actually not a bad thing because it gives everyone all the voters in theory more time to watch the movies because they don't mm-hmm. always watch all the movies but like yeah. i'll be curious to see how it stacks up because it did i think people like the fact that it did pretty well financially because they want to try and nominate like the, the oscars in theory want to be able to like nominate movies that people are going to see but they're also a little too hoity-toity like you know mm-hmm. nominate some of the real popcorn fare so i feel like in theory yeah. this could slide in well we'll see i don't know mm-hmm. um but like but but uh but uh i'm i'm i don't know i i really hope that like it it gets its shine because again as we said like you can have your criticisms of this movie but like you know performances and uh and below the line technical stuff it's 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 fairly unimpeachable and i hope people recognize that um Laura, any, any, before we get out of here, anything else you want to plug personally, like social media wise, or just plug some other content you've been enjoying lately that you want to direct people to? This is just kind of the part of the podcast where you give people like a, a moment to do whatever they want to do. My social media handle um, on Instagram 
Instagram. It's at uh, Afrophilic. Um, so that's Afro and then um, P-H-I-L-I-C. Um, and yeah, as far as other content, um, you know, I'm really happy Abbott Elementary is back. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I need to catch up on Queen Sugar. So um, I saw like, the first episode of the season, but um, definitely um, always a great show to see. I'm trying to think um, of other movies. I think I'm probably in like the 0.1% that actually thoroughly enjoy Don't Worry Darling. So <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for someone telling me they wasted their money. So no, <laughs> well, actually, I'm happy to discuss <laughs> that. <laughs> Lara, I'll, I'll say this. I think you're closer to, I think uh, that contingent's closer to like 20% because- Okay. Well, yeah, Harry Styles like, has a lot 20. of pins. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, like, hey, I, 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 maybe I'll be inviting you back here in a week to talk about that. Actually, no, I'm going to be out of the country in a week. But, like, oh. uh, I, that's <laughs> one I did not do a podcast on because, like, I've just had scheduling trouble. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mo, any, anything you want to direct listeners to or anything you want to plug personally? Okay, well, um, season three of Dairy Girls just came out. Um, yes, oh my gosh. How is, really yes, funny. that one too. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Um, we're trying to work through season two right now. And then, you know, uh, me being the sports guy, uh, Netflix has the Redeem Team documentary coming out from the 2008 uh, U.S. men's basketball team. So is that part, is that part of the Untold series? Or they just do their own. Separate no, this is this is their own separate one. It's LeBron's okay. company producing it and everything. Um. And, you know, like the Redeem Team is my stuff, man. Like this is. This is my like, you know, formative, like eighth grade watching uh, <laughs> Braun, Kobe, Wade in the Olympics. That's just, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. So plugging those two things. Yeah, yeah. Good, good to know. I'm going to say I'm going to go to first of all, I, I very much second uh, Laura, uh plugging Abbott Elementary. It's the best show on television right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't if I, I don't know if I would think that or not if I wasn't from Philadelphia, but like I would actually uh. like to. I'm from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, so I'm from Philly. I have that bias. Too. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but yeah. I, I feel like I would still like I feel like I would still be a loyal watcher to it if it wasn't even if it wasn't set in my hometown. But like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm I feel like I. I, 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 it just makes it all that much more special for me. It's mm-hmm. like super cool to like see like you know, uh, Quinta Brunson, uh, like, uh, like g- g- getting like her this like James Harden costume shared by James Harden on Instagram. And oh that. man, or, yeah, that was or, awesome. Or, 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 or like showing up in like the at the at the box of uh of, of like Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago when the Eagles were playing the Vikings. Like super cool to see her getting her moment because that is truly like mm-hmm. one of the best shows on television. That even like yeah. like it has the kind of like f- fun cast that like people made people like in like it's feel good in the way that people liked with like parks and recreation, except it was good from the start and like mm-hmm. very few comedies, like get their stride, like as fast as Abbott elementary did. So highly recommend okay. that. You want other movie I would recommend just cause we've been talking about a lot, a lot about these actors and stuff like that. I recommend beyond the lights. It was, uh, uh, Gina Prince Bythewood is like, uh, d- did a couple, d- did like, uh, the old guard with Charlie Theron a couple years ago, uh, another ne- a Netflix movie, but like before that, her last movie was beyond the lights it came out in 2014 movie about a singer, uh, played by, uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw, who is just like uh, one of my one of my favorite actresses that just unfortunately doesn't get enough starring roles, and uh, mm-hmm. a, a singer that ends mm-hmm. up having like a romance with like her security guard, 
And uh, yeah, I would say, yeah. And I, and I would say like, let's just try not to read up too much about Nate Parker. If you don't already know about Nate Parker, because uh, yeah, because I forgot. Yeah. He was in that. Yeah. He has some iffy stuff in his past, but it's such a good movie. He plays, he plays the, he plays the other lead role in it. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's it's a great movie, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like you got to like, maybe kind of set something aside. If you can like try and do that. I, I probably shouldn't have even mentioned that. And it should have just let people watch that and find it out on their own. But like, it is really good. And I think like, it's, I'm, I'm very happy that Gina Prince Bythewood is like getting her moment. Cause she like makes really good movies and like beyond the lights is like very, very good on its mm-hmm. own, on its own in a vacuum without like learning about the actress background. Um, yeah. So I highly recommend that as usual. I'm Josh Jernavoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y on both Twitter and letterbox. The podcast Twitter is at real movie pod podcast email is uh, real movie pod at gmail.com. Send all your feedback that way. Coming up next. I think I'm again, I'm about to go out of the country for nine days. So I'm not exactly sure like when I'm going to be able to post stuff, but I, I know after this, I already have, uh, I already have a plans to record on, uh, Nicholas Stoller and Billy Eichner's bros with our friend, John, who has not been on the podcast much this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. And it, that will come out at some point after this. It's just my, uh, t- posting schedule might be a little irregular, uh, for, for, for like, you know, uh, around the time you're listening to this. Cause I'm probably going to be posting this from like Southern Italy. So, uh, everyone, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks so much to Laura and Mo for joining and we will see you next time.